Hello everyone, welcome back to Reading by Flashlight. This is actually the first episode for season four, where we're going to be going over um, a book that's called Two Minute Mysteries by Donald J. Sobel. And it's basically this book that's got like little mysteries in it. The book's really small and it's got, you know, these mysteries that take up like a page and a page and a half. And they're really short, and they're just little mysteries. And then you have to, like, figure it out. And then there's an answer, obviously, in the book. But before you check out the answer, you see if you can figure it out yourself. So we'll probably do around three or four an episode, just because they're so short. But yeah, and before we get into this episode, if you haven't watched the previous one where I go over some stats and analytics of the podcast since when I started it, there's that in the episode and kind of a little bit of information as well into this book, The Two-Minute Mysteries. And so go check that out. And in the section of like where it's kind of like the bio and the stuff on Spotify, there's a poll I set up where you can... The question of the poll is, do you like these kind of in-between season videos where it's kind of stuff like the stats and just things in between? So you can answer that question in the poll on that episode if you want to. And also, I brought some of my books upstairs, like books that I've been wanting to read or that might start reading soon. That And I brought them upstairs. So like, because my bookshelf downstairs, that's my bookshelf that has all my books on it is in our basement. And it's like getting cramped, my bookshelf is. So I have half of a bookshelf upstairs that I have by my bed that I just would put random things in it. But now I just thought I could bring some of the books that I want to read upstairs. So that's actually going to be the cover photo for at least this episode. I don't know if I'll, if I'll keep it that way, but at least for this episode so you guys can like see how the book display works. But yeah, but without further ado, which I feel like I say on every first episode, let's get into the two minute mysteries. So also, we'll see how good your problem-solving skills are and how good mine are, because I'll try to do it all in real time, like when I'm answering them, but if I do go too fast and you, you still want to try and figure out the answer, you can pause this episode or whatnot. But the first mystery is the case of the angry chef. So Hawkins, the Marine, stared in amazement at, an, at Inspector Winters. I never heard of a restaurant called Pasquale's Pizzeria, he objected. I wasn't ever in it, I didn't rob it, and I certainly didn't shoot anybody. A marine answering your description wounded the owners and cleared out the cash register, said the inspector. You didn't know? Am I supposed to, protested Hawkins. There must be several thousand marines in this town. But only one was running along 42nd Street five minutes after the holdup, snapped the inspector. Sure, I ran, retorted Hawkins. Look, I was standing idly in a doorway, wondering what to do when this fat guy wearing a white apron and chef's hat comes charging at me. He's wearing a butcher's knife and he's screaming, he shot the boss, so I ran. You were innocent, but you ran? He had that big knife. Then what did you do? A cop saw us and grabbed me. It wasn't any use to argue, so I went back to the restaurant with the cop and a couple of customers said I might be the Marine who held up the place. They weren't sure. The night Halid Dijin read the transcript of the questioning. Hawkins is your man, he said. No mistake about it. How did he know? Hmm, okay. Well, so the guy that's claiming that he, it wasn't, that he's innocent is the guy 
but how does he know? So let's look at if you're if you want to figure it out, try and pause here. But the answer to this one is Hawkins asserted he never heard of the restaurant or been inside of it. If that's true, he could not have gone back to the restaurant as he said. A fatal slip of the tongue. Ah, that was true. Like he had said that um he'd never heard of Pascal's pizzeria or something. And then he went back to the restaurant with the police. Like, the police took him back. Okay, yeah. So, did you get that one? Now, we'll go to a second one, which is the case of the attempted murder. Which says, Jack Alden's account of the attempted strangling of Mrs. McHenry is pretty far-fetched, Inspector Winters told Dr. Halligen. Yet, he passed a lie detector test. Alden drives a delivery truck for Best Cleaners, explained the inspector. At five minutes before noon Tuesday, he drove to the McHenry house and stopped the truck in the driveway. He spent about two minutes filling out his delivery reports for the morning. Then he got out with a dress and two suits. As he closed the cab door, he noticed his front wheel was parked in the garden hose, which ran from an outlet by the garage around to the back of the house. Alden claims he got back into the truck and drove forward a few feet so that his engine was in McHenry's empty garage. Here he noticed that the door between the kitchen and the garage was open. He saw Mrs. McHenry lying on the floor by the stove. He rushed to her, he says, and was trying to receive, revive her when Mr. McHenry came through the open door of the garage. McHenry had taken the day off to water his backyard garden. He had been hosing down his flower beds and hedges for half an hour when he noticed a truck in his garage. He walked over to investigate. We can't get McHenry, concluded the inspector, to state definitely whether he thinks Alden was trying to throttle his wife or revive her. No wonder the lie detector test didn't trap Alden, said Hollidgen. Why not? Maybe it was, like, faked or something? Because he says that the first guy that looked like he was, who went to revive the lady was telling the truth. But how is that? So maybe, like, the his her husband posed somehow, like, he did, he set it up and then left and then he came and it worked. I don't know. Let's read it. It says, because Alden told the truth. Holidigen deducted that Miss McHenry, while throttling his wife, had been surprised by the arrival of the delivery men and had hurried to the backyard in his alibi of hosing his garden. Had he been there all the time, he would have investigated why the water stopped flowing because the truck wheels were parked in the garden hose for about two minutes, remember? Ah, so it was all fake. So the guy showed up while he was killing his wife. And so he used his whole scene that was set up in his garden with the hose and stuff as a, like, scene. I don't know. Like, to look like he had been there the whole time, I guess. And the last one for this episode is the case of the balloon man. The whole force is looking for Izzy the balloon man who kidnapped little Dennis Farrell, Inspector Winters said to Dr. Halligen. Doesn't anyone know where Izzy hangs out? Nobody knows anything about him, replied the inspector. Once a week, he stops his old truck by the Farrell estate and gives out popcorn and mouse-shaped pink balloons. The kids love the funny faces he makes on the balloons to his lips and huffs and puffs. Last Thursday, Izzy made his usual stop and drove off, or so it appeared. Later, Sam Potts and the Reverend Beverin were in Sam's backyard, which, about the Farrell, which abuts the Farrell's property. Sam noticed one of Izzy's balloons was stuck high in the oak tree. Since there was no wind to blow it loose, Sam got a long ladder and climbed into the tree. From that height, about 20 feet, he could see over the Farrell's 20-foot wall. 
Sam says that as he released the balloon, he glanced into the Farrell's yard and saw the balloon man put young Dennis into his truck and drive off. He told the minister what he'd seen. Neither man thought much of it till they heard that Dennis was missing. Yesterday, concluded the inspector, Dennis's father received a note stating that Dennis was being held for ransom and that instructions would follow. Putting together everything you've told me, said Halidigen, I think both Dennis and the balloon men have been kidnapped. Why? So I'm not sure exactly how they were both kidnapped, but how is the balloon, how did the balloon from that day get put in the tree if it said that there was no wind all day to like blow it loose? Like these, these aren't um, balloons with helium air, so they wouldn't. It wouldn't have just got caught in the tree. But it said that like there was no wind all that day to get it out, so someone must have put it there, maybe as like a distraction, maybe. So let's read the answer. It says, Haladijan realized Sam Potts had used the innocent clergyman to confirm a tale of kidnapping, which never occurred as he reported it. Potts had obviously stuck the balloon high in the oak as a prop. On a day without a wind, a balloon blown up by breath could never rise high into the tree. So it was Potts, the guy who had found the balloon up in the tree, and he was like, oh, why is this here? It looks like they're being kidnapped. You faked it all, apparently. Okay. That that one's a little harder to understand, I think. But, okay, well, those are the three... Um, mysteries or kind of cases for this episode make sure to come back next week where we'll go over three other cases and in the poll make sure to answer if you got how many of them that you got right there'll be options for like one two and three and how many did you get right and make sure to come back next week thanks for listening to this episode hopefully this series will be as interesting as the others even though it's a little different than the um, books we've been reading. But until next week, see you later.